Oh, oh, they want me to do gay stuff. Welcome to this episode, today's episode of Man, We're Told For This. I'm your host, CDL113. With me today is... The token quarter found in this decade, Tarky. The experience, some call Jason. I was going to come up with a nickname for myself, but I'm going to wait till one is, you know, when Tarky has a, you know, a slow spot. Todd Bob. <laughs> okay. Uh, wait, wait, what do you mean a slow spot? Well, sometimes your tokens suck. Oh, so okay. if, if you have a sucky token or a token that needs explanation, then I'll come up. I'll I'll drop. I'll come up with something. But It'll be a distraction. Yeah. yeah. Here with the radio. Yeah, it'll be the shiny roll. object, but that quarter was pretty shiny. That was a good one. Uh, today we're talking about tropes and comic books and and whatnot that that bother us. So I'll kick us off. In other words, it's another grumpy old man episode. Yes, we are grumpy old men, the exception of the millennials. Uh. The, the trope in, in the comic books and sci-fi world that bugs me is... Uh, they don't explain the science enough. No, no. I want to know how to make a warp engine. I want to go places. Uh, I think for me it's when a, a supervillain gets a little heat behind him, a little popularity. Oh my God, we've got to turn him into a superhero. And that drives me crazy. If you keep turning all your supervillains into heroes, who are the heroes going to fight? Each other. That's what Marvel's been doing for years now. Marvel's been doing that since Civil War. And, you know, that... that I grew up in the 70s when you had super friends on, on the TV and grew up reading books where, you know, Batman fought the Joker and the Joker would go to Arkham Asylum and he would break out and then he would have to fight him and catch him again. You know, it's one of those things of Superheroes fight supervillains. It's what they do, you know. And you know, with the exception of the Punisher, who you know would shoot the mobsters, you know, or the occasional criminal. Yeah, you know, you had a rogues gallery. That's why they're called Irony. a rogues gallery. If you turn every supervillain into a hero, that was an irony. I hate when supervillains become heroes. Newsflash: Punisher is a goddamn villain. That turn? He's an anti-hero. <laughs> He's a goddamn villain. He was a villain. <laughs> if the first time you see him, Spider-Man's kicking his shit in, he's probably a villain. He was hired by the bad guys to murk Spidey because he's a villain. Yes, he was. Was yes! about that? I, forget I hate this. And that's why my favorite hero is the Punisher. Congratulations. I completely agree with you on that, though. I remember when they did it with Magneto. Which was the first time I remember them doing it. So, you know, it was kind of neat at the time. But they've done it with Magneto. They did it with the Juggernaut. They've done it with Venom. They've done it with Doctor Doom. They're doing it with Joker. They've done it with Deadpool. And Sandman. Sandman went back, though. He was a good guy for a little while. But you find out, oh, yeah, we don't like him. They brainwashed him back. Yeah, and he was rougher. Yeah. Because they appreciate being. (laughs) Yeah, I I remember when Sandman was a reserve Avenger. Mm-hmm. And a member of the uh, Wild Pack in the Silver Saber. And there's a, and this is not to take away from you, or to, you know, but it's a, it's a trope that kind of feeds into that. When they make 
they're villains, heroes. They depower the ever little crap out of them. Yeah. Yes. Magneto suddenly isn't taking on entire teams by himself as Hero Magneto. You know, Juggernaut's not unstoppable as Hero Juggernaut. Juggernaut being depowered, though, as a hero made sense because he's empowered by a demon. Yeah, yeah. They well, he, the story. Oh, you gonna go do good guy shit? Well, give me my power back. Yeah, it makes sense within the story, but it's still that same. Yeah. You know, Doom can come within a hair taking over the world on a daily basis as a villain. I don't remember him doing anything impressive as a hero. Well done. Uh, he beat up a fake version of himself made by Gwynpool. High five myself for a reference for to Gwynpool. Gwynpool yes. I like dragging that character into shit. Anyway, I was going to segue into that, but you go ahead and finish up yours. But, you know, and then, you know, like, the minute a, a, a hero, they'll do the same, uh, the reverse with a hero sometimes. It's like, they get a, a hero popular, and they'll start turning him into a villain. That's, dragging that's a lot rare. I can't think of too many good examples of that. It didn't involve mind control, or, you know, where it was kind of a temporary one-story something. Yeah. But, you know, you usually get multiple stories of that. But, yeah, unless it's an obscure hero. You had that heroic version of the Green Goblin, not a guy they had turned into, you know, not, not where they had taken a villainous Green Goblin and made a hero, but somebody that had run across Norman stuff, and you just had in the 90s yeah. a heroic. It was a failure, Ben Yerkes. Yeah. Now, they did take him years later, after they brought the original Green Goblin back, that he started using some of the Hobgoblin's tech and actually went to villain. Yeah. But, you know, that that's just something that bothers me, because it's like, if you're going to have a a uh, uh, heroic version. Let it be from an alternate universe, but you still got the original running around. Yeah, you start to get a knockoff a little bit there, which I'll talk about more later. But, uh, but, but that, yeah, that, I, that, that's my trope. I agree with you because if you got a popular villain, then you use them as a villain. A popular villain can pop up in all kinds of stuff. A popular villain needs his own book, aka the Batman who laughs. <laughs> Technically, then isn't even about him. Yeah. You could do miniseries, short stories, miniseries, or something with a villain and kind of have that work. Long-term villain books don't come to work. Not unless they get put somewhere else. Like space villains. You could run space villains pretty decently. Yeah. Because they can take over a world and not mean the end of the world you care about. Thanos usually works fairly decent as the star of his own book. The trick is they don't really make a good guy. He's... Stupid. But even those books, how what's the, how long did the longest one go? Uh, I don't know what this last. You know, one. twelve issues, twenty four issues. You know, a year or two sometimes. Yeah, it's, it's usually like a year or two. Yeah, it goes about a year. You two. have a hard time maintaining what makes him cool over a long. Time. But even when they do a, a Thanos book, he's not the hero though. He's the he's still There's, the villain. There was one they did where he was a yeah. You you had one where he he kind of went. Yeah, I'm kind of tired of being a douchebag. Well, it was one of the times he was on the apps and dead, so it was kind of getting something. And, and then a little girl death shows up and goes, I'll talk to you. Sweet. I'm going to have the universe again. Where's that, where's that bug from? See, what I, what I just liked about that one was him looking at the little girl dead. Do you have to look like that? You must learn to love me in all my forms. It's nice seeing the genocidal <laughs> madman who wiped out worlds creeped out by something. Yeah. Yeah, no, I did. Hey, please not and she is, that, that is also the version of death that showed up in Annihilation right before he died. He looks across a crawl. Looks across this gap and on another crosswalk away from him, the little girl is just hanging on the rail, smiling at him. He's like, 
oh, that's not good, and then drags her by the arm and comes up through his, yep. through his chest. I think she was an adult when you saw him standing yeah, together. Yeah, when you saw him together and with him as her as her consort, yeah, she was grown. Worse, you could show it up the way it showed up in Dracula. You need to learn me and all my form. You're a dude. She showed up like when you need mutant sometimes. When you had when the Moonstar became yeah. a Valkyrie, you know, yeah. she'd see death. She yeah. would see death in some way that related to the person death was killing. So when she was going after an old boyfriend of hers that was kind of a cowboy, you know, in one scene, death looked like a gunslinger when she fought him. And then later when he was talking to her, death looked like, you know, an old Native American dude. You know, somebody she had comfort with because death wanted, wanted to just talk to him. Death hated, hated Dracula because he created the undead, so it was always a male one would pop up in there. Mm-hmm. All right, so who's next on the trope list? Jason? Oh, which trope was I expected? to? Oh, no, you, no, no, yes, no, 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 I was knockoffs. He oh. was time travel. That's right. Oh, I have, I have some sorry. stuff to say. You're right. You're right. I was about to, I was about to steal this trope. I'll have my comments on it. Yeah, my trope would be for those of you familiar with the X Men comics. A good example of this trope is Days of Future Past, where you have you have the dark future, and either somebody sees the dark future, or in the case of uh, Days of Future Past, they send somebody back. Comes from the dark future. Which in the X-Men book, which was the first time I had encountered that, it's a really neat story, which I think is how it became a trope in pop culture. You know, I'm not saying novels or, you know, something sci-fi or fancy before that may not have, it may have, may have already been a trope, it just wasn't one I was familiar with. But heroes did it every season. There was never a season of hero that it wasn't we have we have a dark future coming that we have to stop. Umbrella Academy. It's a dark future that one of them saw it. We've got to come back and stop it. I've read numerous novels. It's like the writers don't know what they're doing or they're just lazy. It's like they can't think of a single possible reason that anybody would actually go out and use a power to do something unless they thought the world was about to end tomorrow. You've got one year to save the world. And like I said, in the X-Men book, yeah, it was fine there. Uh, there's a series of novels I recall working the Cape that the plot never revolves around that. They have a book, a history book, that this guy wrote, you know, detailing the next however many hundreds of years, where Earth gets depopulated down to, I think there's one or two billion people when you kind of hit this golden age. You know, that's going from nine, so that's billions of people dead. But you had a major change. You had a, a, the big one hits California, basically. Which did not happen in the book they got. That was another time travel changing things. So they have what they call it their book of contingent prophecy. Well, here's what happened in the so they have an ideal of major disasters that might crop up. So they can kind of hit off some stuff. They don't know how it's you know. They don't know exactly how it's going to hit because of the changes. Well, you know, you had this big villain, but maybe that big villain you know died as a kid in the big one, so you ain't got to worry about him no more. And the and the plots of the books. Never revolve around it. You know, it, it'll be a plot thread running through there. The entire story is never about it. So to, that one dodges the trope a little bit. But when you read it, when you read as much superhero stuff as I do, and it crops up in the superhero stuff all for flipping time. Like I said, every episode of, uh, or every season of, of uh, Heroes, Heroes like, uh, almost every season of Flash, truthfully. Yeah. They play around that way too much in the Flash. Runaways has a has a dark future, but 
I stopped watching, so I don't know if the characters know it yet or not, but you as the viewer have seen it. Uh, the Valiant comics, at least the original Valiant universe in the 90s that I was reading, you knew the Harbinger War was coming, which was pretty much a straight knockoff of Days of Future Past. Just, you know, without genre wise. And no, it's not as cool. Yeah, in some ways. But, uh, they also had one called Shadow Man, where, where the main character knows when he's going to die. And when the year 2000 rolled around, they whacked Their universe had already gone away and they had rebooted it. They went back to the original one to show you what happens to that guy. <laughs> you were having a crossover through there. Yeah, and part of the crossover so was think, the original Shadow Man. So you fight. don't think we were fudging stuff. Another thing is how bad those universes always go. It's Days of Future Past. Everybody dies. Oh, look, here's a dark future in Heroes, and everybody dies. The exception to that was the Harbinger War. The Harbinger War, you know, ruined the, you kind of ruined the world. Everything was kind of post-apocalyptic. But like your immortal characters, yeah, none of them died in it. They survived Dark Ages and crap before. They just, you know, the Eternal Warrior just kept on trucking. Well, that was messed up. What well, society will rebuild itself? Sucks, it's like, sucks to be you. Just you know, come all, four, you know, all four of those are mortal brothers. Yeah. They come out of a pile of bodies. Oh, that one was terrible. You know, there's no desperate attempt by them to go back in time and change anything. Bad things happen all the time. How many bad things have we lived through? This isn't working the black plague. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. What? My dog died. Gosh, we gotta go back. <laughs> but, uh, I can't live without Sparky. You know, and one of those brothers was a time traveler, but he doesn't try to change history. His entire motivation was getting back to 4000 BC. There was like an Egyptian thing. The, uh, it's an effort team. It was one of your big time kind of Egyptian queens that, you know, he had a thing for. They had been a couple back then, and he'd fallen through one of his time portals. He would, he would keep trying to get back. I'm just trying to get back to my stuff. <laughs> Basically, <laughs> he wanted to be I don't care what happened to you. Nope. I mean, he helped people. He fought evil when he was faced with it, but he just wanted to get to his boot. You know. But he wasn't presumptuous enough to think he could alter the entire course of history without it being out there being repercussion. We've gotten off the trope a little bit, but but that's one that bothers me. Yeah, your dislike of the trope is not necessarily that time travel exists so much as with time travel, they tend to do the exact same storyline yes, over and over. Yes, it's the with exact time. same. Thing. He's sick of the dark future. Yeah, where, every now and then somebody put a little twist on it and it's okay. Where, if I can say a time travel story that breaks that trope pretty easy was the the Cable book where Bishop is trying to kill Hope as a baby. And Cable's mm-hmm. had, Cable's basically just running through time trying to break Bishop off the trail. Where it's just, there's time travel involved, but that's just more of the the tool being used to escape a problem that's fallen. Mm-hmm. But that, that's not falling into the dark future trope. Right. I'm saying it's yeah. specifically that yeah. you just said. Well, it is time it, it is still Bishop trying to alter the yeah. future he came from. It is still him trying to stop his future past. Well, yeah. Yeah, kind of. You know, it is a little bit, though it, it it's the same future from Days of Future Past. Yeah. X-Men has beaten that dead horse ever since that first story. Well, yeah. they, well they've done a Terminator with it. Well, every time we think we've got rid of it, yeah. We pushed it back a little bit yeah, or altered it slightly. We altered it or we pushed it back and you get the distinct impression that it's going to happen. So, yeah. Get over it. And now with all your old man Logan, old man Hawkeye, you know. Yeah. I mean, that still ties into the into the uh, dark future. Yeah. 
The difference is nobody's trying to stop that. Well, Old Man Logan was. Old Man Logan kind of is, I think, running around modern day. Because he was trying to kill but he did, I don't think he intentionally came back. I think he just kind of got pulled here. Yeah, yeah no. Old, old, old Man Logan tries to try to stop it anymore. Yeah. Dead Man Logan is trying to stop it. Yeah. I just picture Dead Man Logan walking down the street with Undertaker's theme music playing. <laughs> For parts unknown. Well, isn't he from Canada? Shut up. <laughs> yeah, but which part of Canada? Vancouver, shut up. <laughs> Death Valley, Canada? That's better. <clears throat> the snowy part? It's all snowy. I had a Canadian tell me it wasn't. I told him it was a liar. <laughs> I mean, good lord. <laughs> during the summer, it's not. That was his excuse, too. It's like, how's that? so how's it in the Great White North? Well, it's spring here, so it's kind of green. Liar. <laughs> Change your name! We were in the same champions group, and, you know, I started talking about the fact that I just had my guy running around in Canada, and it was still snowing. <laughs> well, imaginary Canada, the sun never shines. Mm-hmm. You know what? This is a boot. All right, Jared. All right. Well, mine is... Abused by the X-Men a lot, too. Surprise, surprise. It's it's using death as such a repetitive inconvenience rather than a permanent state of being. And it's like, in comics, it's gotten to the point where the characters in comics go, Man, we're dying a whole lot. Uh, he died. How many weeks till he's back? Oh, she died. Oh, the grass has not grown over the dirt of her grave, and she's coming out of it. Now, now, to be fair, it's mostly the X book where they were standing around talking about that. Yeah. No, you do have a funny one in uh, Batman when they re- when they did the rebirth version of Bane mm-hmm. that you had the Robins oh, and Bruce yeah. all sitting at the Batman theme restaurant, and he talks. Then they talk about getting killed, and you have the signal, black kid basically going, "Okay." Who else died at this table? Everybody raised their hand but him. And it's seriously... Oh, no. Then I'm not listening to anything you say. I'm listening to Bruce. That's right. He's the one that left the town. Bruce that leave town. Yep. Where all the rest of them went up somewhere. Yep. Oh, no. Because it was casual, like you were talking about. Oh, yeah, when I died. And then, you know, Dick, yeah, when I died. And Duke does, he goes... Died at this table, and everybody raises their hand. Yeah, Dick raises red hand, points at fucking uh, Jason Tigers. He dropped a nuke on me, technically. But he basically goes, "Yeah, I'm listening <laughs> to the boss. I'm listening to the man that tells me not to die. Because <laughs> surprise, surprise, you don't listen to him. You die. Let's be honest. I'm the black guy here. The chances of me coming back." <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, it, it's so far, Dr. Voodoo's the only one break that trope. The big thing with me on that is if your universe works like that, every powered character will have that mentality, not just a choice few you decide to pick from. And that comes in, some of that comes in with comics being a constant medium yeah. from the 40s till now. And my thing is, I don't mind resurrection, but like, let's go with the X Men. And Todd Father can talk about this better. The original death with Jean Grey. Yep. She la- it lasted. Yep. It there was a large time frame. Yeah, it lasted for decades. Mm-hmm. And another thing is, we can segue into yours pretty easy on this. There was there wasn't a knockoff Jean Grey that just 
showed up on the team immediately afterwards. No. no. Uh, the trip with the death of Jean Grey was, yeah, it, it had weight for years after she yeah. was. Yeah, they didn't, they didn't bring her back until you basically had a big chunk of the readers that hadn't been alive when she died. They brought, her, they, brought her back, they brought her back when they got the idea to do X-Factor, and X-Factor was going to be the original X-Men, and you had an Avengers. First, they did uh, classic X-Men, where they changed the actual story to where you see what happens in the cockpit, and then you find out that the phoenix that died was the actual cosmic being, and she had put mm. Jean Grey in a cocoon. They put a little more work into bringing her yeah. back, and they did a lot yeah. better. But I mean, right now you got a Wolverine and a Cyclops running around. They just flat out haven't explained. Yeah, they explained Wolverine. Oh, have they explained? Oh, is is he the the Return of Wolverine? Wolverine? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. The Return of Wolverine. Wolverine. Yeah. You had a, you had a mute the mutant that was the bad guy in it. Perception. Yeah, she controlled dead dead yeah. dead people dead things. Well, she can bring the dead back as drones and animate them. Where they and all that where kind they of sort of live. And with Wolverine, it was enough of a sort of live that kickstarted him back. The kickstarted oh, his healing factor, and he came back. Because she's really kind of fascinated and weirded out by that. You know, because everything, everything all else of her drones are just that, drones. Mm-hmm. But with yeah, him, yeah, she kicked him back enough that his healing factor kicked back on, which is what and then managed he, to kill him in the first place. His healing factor was off. And he regained sentience. Yeah, and in, in, in when they would show in his mind all of the different Wolverine personalities and Logan personalities were in cells, and she had just the her version of Wolverine running around that she was controlling. Oh, that's what the whole cell thing was. And when he needed to, he needed to be able to do something. One of them was, leaned out of the cell a little bit, was like, and "Basically, let me, let me out." out. And he, yeah, he, so he, was, he was slowly, basically, turning back on bits of his personality. Right. That, that's fair. Yeah, he's unlocked all of them, but except one. except the, the savage, savage, the super savage one that can do the hot claws and all that, which I hope stays. You know, it's something's going to pop up, but that's the dumbest power yeah. I think ever. Before we segue out of uh, your trope, I did want to bring up one where they kind of where they kind of hang a hat on the coming back that was kind of neat. You had, I forget which book it was in because it was Black Widow, so it was probably a Captain America book or maybe an Avenger. Where I want to say it was Black Widow talking to some civil, a civilian woman that she was talking about, oh, well, you know, you guys keep coming back. And Black Widow goes into how messed up that actually is because not cause not all the heroes come back. So anytime you lose somebody, there's, you never, a, chance. You never, there's a chance to, there's, you, you have hope because there's a chance they'll come back. But they don't always, which means you never really get closure because you're always kind of braced, hoping they'll come back, no matter you know how long it's been. That the writer did a good job of taking that and showing you that there's kind of a messed up, you know, a dark darker side, side to that too. That I thought was very neatly done. And now Black Widow's dead. So. And the one that's running right now is a clone. Ah, uh, clones. We could probably do a whole thing on that. <laughs> but you know, long, the, the, the clone thing works sometimes better than you know. One of the things that hurts with the death sometimes is writers will come in and write a story that shows kind of finality, and then when they bring it back, they kind of forget they ever did that. Because, like in Captain America's case, yeah, Thor called his ghost and talked to it on the anniversary of his death. Yet when they brought him back, you found out well, he wasn't really dead. He was just kind of hopping. they gave him Batman's kind of thing where he was kind of like hopping through different periods of his life. 
Was Batman doing that first, or was Cap doing that first? Batman was doing that first. Return to Bruce Wayne, because that was the whole thing with Darkseid, is when he killed Batman, mm-hmm. and he basically blasted him back to prehistoric times. Because that was a trick. Cap was jumping through bits of his own life, yeah. where Batman was just hopping through time. Yeah. I mean, it was still didn't bite out, because I just could not remember who would be yeah. first. Yeah. But you had, you had that, you had uh, when Colossus died, you had the issue where Kitty Pride took his ashes and spread them out on the farm that his people were from. Yet when they brought him back, no, no, uh, whatever. Aliens had abducted the body and left a clone. Uh, well, hell, they didn't leave a duplicate. Hell, they just took his body. They didn't say crap about a duplicate. Oh, oh, but we just took his body and experimented on it, brought it back to life, and then he turned out to be the writer's like, nobody will remember that. That, she that, whole, that whole thing of her spreading him out over Of course, her. all you need is one page to fix that is you have the person in charge of the body come in and find, oh crap, and then just smokes a bunch of cigarettes to fill up the urn. Here you go. I don't think they ever no, explained. They, they ne- they'll never know. He'll be back in a few months. I don't anymore. think they ever explained all the Captain America bodies that popped up when he died. At least I never read anybody to explain it. Because you had some where it's like he was dead and then the super soldier serum kind of went and he was skinny Steve again and then you had, you know, you had all kinds. Of, you had like three or four bodies of Cap floating around Weird. when he died. Yeah. All right. So where were we at? Then you're hosting. Straighten this out. Well, I gave my trope. You gave his trope. You gave your. Were you trope. done with your trope? Well, I was trying to segue into knockoff. Well, I'll do one more segue kind of statement of. Usually, when a now, especially when a character dies, you come in and go, "Well, let's take Wolverine." Wolverine's dead, but uh, we still want to make that scratch off claw hands. Uh, old Man Logan? Here's Old Man Logan? Yeah. Here's, uh, now, I was fine with the all-new Wolverine, story-wise, because she was like, I'm just carrying on the mantle. She's already a kind of daughter, so. Yeah, it, it's I'm carrying on the mantle, the man I kind of act like is my dad. And let's face it, of the young girl sidekicks that, that Wolverine's had plenty of, she She's the one that would kick the most ass, so yeah, as an independent hero. Bah, you need Jubilee as a new Wolverine. You do, but you need Jubilee with them actually fulfilling her potential. Yeah, you know, she, the she was a vampire out. for most of that time. Yeah. She's fixed now. Anyway, you know, you'll have those knockoffs and then like mm, ah, it's time to pull them back. And you know, the knockoffs will push to the side. Wolverine comes back, he has five books. He currently had. He came out the grave and went, there's three of me now. It's time to get some work done. <laughs> Holy crap, I was like, getting paid while I was dead. I gotta make it for lost uh, He went, oh, oh sh-. they thought I actually died and spread my pension out through my will. I gotta work again. Alright, round up. How dare you not like the Hulk Kareem? Hulk Kareem. Round up. Hulk's not busy, right? Wait, wait. Oh, nope. nope. The Immortal Hulk just yeah. finished. Which means we can waste Hulk again. Hulk for reads. Yeah, that that was the whole that was the whole reason why you got Weapon H. God, I hate the name Hulk for Reed. But the whole reason you got him was because Hulk and Wolverine were dead at the same time. They went, you know what? Why well, have two knockoffs? We just merge these characters. And then he's <laughs> technically not a knockoff. I love the name. I love the name because it shows you how damn lazy Marvel's writers are these days. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I've got an ideal. Well, good. We're the house of ideals. Hope for Reed. Uh, it's a horrible idea. Well, we don't see anything about being good ideals. Go for it. <laughs> or my original ideal. I was that it was somebody's knockoff RPG character. I'm yeah. like, Hope. I like Wolverine, so I make this character that's both of them. 
And then he gets a job at Marvel. Hey, I got an idea for this character. I called him the Dire Badger. That's a dumb name. We're going to call him Hope Vereen. <laughs> right. <laughs> yes, sir. Hope Vereen is horrible. I'm I sorry. Mean, I'm I like the character. For what the character was story wise, yeah. story don't sound half bad. Yeah, it's just now they want to call him the Hope. This is brand new of of the Hope Vereen. Which is weird because Weapon H was a half decent name. Yeah, Weapon H. Look, and it fits the, the other thing. for that whole thing. But yeah, they, then they come up. We'll call him the Hope Vereen. Yeah, Dad's the Hope Vereen. And I don't have a problem with the little kids calling him that. Yeah, I wouldn't have wife, problems with Spidey calling him that if Spidey gets started. But the wife is calling him that. And he's, well, yeah, I'm the Hope Vereen. Dude, Weapon H. Just be Weapon H. It's, it's better. Don't, don't slap me in the face. If the bad guys start calling him that, and you know, stuff like that. But you can see the bad guys calling him that mocking him. What the hell are you? Some kind of yeah. Hulk Green? I'm sorry. I do, I use my own segue to get us to make fun of Hulk Green. Let's pull it back to knockoffs. Well, knockoffs in general, yeah. I think it's going to be tough. Yeah. Knockoffs was my thing, in it, but it was, it was the, I hate the, the dead character knockoffs, because one doesn't let you miss the character. Mm-hmm. You know, Wolverine died. And was that, dead for a, and was dead for a while. Was dead for four years. Except think, for think of the weight that that would have had if you didn't have the all new Wolverine running around as Wolverine, and you didn't have Old Man Logan in your X Men books as well. You know, in every single X Men book. Well, yeah, but the thing was when they went, well, we're doing X Men Gold, which is basically our our celebration of all new giant size X Men number one. Oh shit, Wolverine's dead. Well, we'll just stick Old Man Logan in there. If you read Old Man Logan, Old Man Logan shouldn't have ever come near the X-Men. Nope. That was traumatic enough that he literally tried to kill himself by having a train run over him after he did what he did. You don't see him going, I'm going to join the team that I murdered. You just don't. Mm-hmm. Nope. Unless he has a specific plan to stop that sort of thing. Happening. Yeah. That that story doesn't. He should, he should have PS, PTSD like a mother. <clears throat> Uh, the knockoffs that get on my nerves the most, though, I hate the gender swap, race swap shit. If I never had to deal with another, you know, black aunt maid, it, it, yeah, I don't need female form. That story, out of the knockoffs, is probably the worst one. Because Jane Foster's Thor was god-awful. It was literally, the story did not make sense. Thor running around going, I'm not worthy of my own fucking first name. That just, good God. Yeah. You know, if you go do, if you wanted to have a female Thor, yeah, do what they always do. Kill Thor off somewhere. Kill him off somewhere. You know. And it's a, and the next person that's worthy to pick up a hammer is a woman. Yeah. You know, and and you can roll with that. And it's just that, but it, but that whole, I'm unworthy. I'm unworthy. Why? Well, I'm unworthy because a serial killer told me I was unworthy, and another serial killer confirmed what the first one said. What? Well, how the hell does... Nothing, nothing in that story makes sense. Yeah, how the hell does that work? A mass murderer whispers in my ear that the, that the serial killer that I thought earlier was right. Motherfucker can't be the one of y'all pick up the hammer. Why the hell am I listening to you? Yeah. <laughs> That guy had a story he wanted to do. He was going to do it. He didn't, just didn't have a good way to say what he did. And and in his thing, then you, he has done things where all of a sudden Jane Fox, 
And Thor is not only unworthy of being him, he's not the best him. She's the best him. What? What the hell? And we saw how the sales did in the movie. Who was it? The Black Superman rumor that was going around. Uh, Michael, Michael B. Jordan. Michael B. Jordan. Thank you. I don't know why in the world yeah. I blanked on his first name. Yeah. He's a real good actor, though. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's excellent. Like I said, I. I'd Other than him. I worked Thursday last night, I only had a couple hours. I love him as an icon. But you know, when the rumor, when somebody started the rumor, uh, oh, they were cutting him as you know to do the, the black Superman, the, the president Superman. I think it's Calvin Ellis. Calvin's the one that when they when he talked about it, he was like, "Well, if you want me to be Superman, I'm not going to be Clark Kent. You know, they're Calvin Ellis. I guess if I was going to be one, I'd be him." Because I saw some blur where somebody was going, "You know, I don't need your hand me down heroes." That was me. <laughs> That's me. Are you sure? Mm-hmm. Like, I thought I, it was in the blur. Maybe it was I am, I am well known for calling those hand-me-downs. Because it's literally what they are. They are inferior by design. And, yeah, no thank you. I've said that. I say that about the Black James Bond rumors. I say that about the Black Superman rumors. I think it's become a thing they do recently just to stir up some mock controversy. I, I don't know. It's, it's one of those kind of things that... It, it, what it is is lazy. Mm-hmm. It's lazy as hell, and it, and it and it keeps the same hierarchy because Falcon as Captain America is, is an easy example of that. He was inferior. He was inferior to the point of I used to call the book the inferior Captain America because you know you had the superior Iron Man, the superior Spider. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, he was the inferior Captain America. He literally was. He spent the first six issues of his book getting his ass beat. And he shouldn't have. Well, he should have. Because when it all boils down, he's just a normal dude. Normal dude ain't going to be Captain America. No. Captain not, America not is a super soldier. a lot of supplementary yeah, items. Yeah. He's at, if he's going to do that, you're going to have to do it differently. The thing is, that was Marvel, the diversity cookie, which is what a lot of these knockoffs are. Especially when it comes to the black ones. They want the diversity cookie. But they don't want to change the status quo. Mm-hmm. Because you had, if you wanted a black Captain America, you have Patriot. You have the whole Bradley family that was that is empowered. Patrick, uh, Patriot. Patriot. Josiah X. Yeah, yeah. You had Josiah X empowered. You couldn't do uh, the original one, uh, Isaiah, because he was he's messed up. But you could have, you damn sure could have done Eli. Yeah, his son or grandson. Yeah, his grandson, who is more powerful than Steve Rogers. Especially for the way that they did the book, because Steve, again, like the other thing, Steve didn't go away. He was an old man, but he was basically still trying to teach Falcon how to be Captain America. Falcon's a grown ass man and been doing this for years. He don't need your. He don't need daddy. Yeah, he don't need daddy. Where if they had gone with Patriot. Patriot. Who's still young? You could have gone. Okay, Steve's in his ear because because Patriot has not gone through warfare. Yeah, Patriot has. Patriot, Patriot has not been a hero that long. But when it comes to it, physically, he was a better cat. He had super senses. He could outrun helicopters. You know, you could have had a if you wanted a black Captain America. That's a whole family of them. You could have chosen. You chose. You, you, you chose. Well, you hit the nail on the head. They wanted the diversity cookie without actually making the universe more diverse. Because you right. know the knockoffs are going to be temporary. Yeah. 
that's why they'd rather do you know a chick Thor than push uh, Spectrum. Yeah, they'd rather have a Black Captain the, America yeah. than push the Blue Marvel. Yeah, because those characters don't go away. Uh, my another one that I cannot stand that you see black people celebrating is a piece of shit and is Moon Girl. I'm old enough that I read Devil Dinosaur. I know who Moon and Moon Girl and Devil Dinosaur is a knockoff of Moon Boy and Devil Dinosaur. Devil Dinosaur and Moon Boy. Moon Boy is an ape. Yeah, he was like some pre-human monkey boy. He was a pre-human monkey boy, and his power was he was smarter than everybody else. What's Moon Girl's superpower? She's smart. Oh no no no! That that's not that's the second I saw yeah. that. I went, oh yeah. Somebody thinks they're being slick. Yeah, they think they're being cute, and for the most part, and then it was, oh. then it was kind of holy crap, and everybody's falling for it. Yeah, uh, and that's the trick is you got you got these folks that they go, oh look, it's a black girl. They say she's smart. Yeah, they're mocking you. Moon girl is the gender species swap moon boy, and moon boy is an ape. It's an ape that ran around with double dinosaur, and his his superpower was he was smart. Yep, he was smarter than other apes. Yep, he was he was the smartest ape. Which I, I still don't think many people smart. No, he did. It didn't make him people smart, but you know, like he could talk mm. where you know the rest of them couldn't. And when Moon Boy pops up, you know, anytime you see like a modern character, yeah, he's literally a little that runs around. He popped up in the, you know, that Fantastic Four cartoon that I didn't like at first, but got the things ended up liking. Yeah, they have one where Johnny goes back in the past. Yeah, Moon Boy comes running out. Yeah, it's Nate. You know, to say nothing of, if you go back far enough, Moon Cricket is a slur against black people. It's one of those that didn't ca- really catch, but it's there. Well, it's one of those that don't make good sense. Don't, yeah, the way I held them. Yeah. I mean, yeah, as much as any of it makes good sense. But yeah. That was that was also a, a little slur. So yeah, whoever the hell did that one? Yeah, that was them being cute. Yeah, it's like we'll make Bucky a black dude. The difference is people caught that. The minute they made Bucky a, a black guy during the John Walker cap, yeah, the letters page just blew up. What the hell? You, you do know Buck's a slur, right? So you make him a grown man in a kid's position, and he can't read. Oh hell no, you have faces. That's when he became Battlestar. That's when he became Battlestar, and all of a sudden he's in adult education classes. and all. The character literally could not read. And back then you had black folks with enough oomph yeah. to go, nah, nah, you, you didn't go too far with this one, Cat. But yeah, that's mine. I don't, I don't like, I don't like racial swap, gender swap, sexuality swap, knockoffs. They don't last. If you want to introduce those characters and introduce put those characters... Do new ones. Introduce them. Come up, come up with something. Hell, don't make Iceman gay. Do what they did in Teen Titans. The new 52 Teen Titans, they introduced Bunker. Bunker was an original character. And frankly, of the three or four original characters they brought into that book, he was the neatest one. He had an interesting power set. He was a funny character. You know, he was a fun character. And he was gay without just beating you over the head with it. And that was... It was just... One of his characters. And that was the thing with Iceman. Iceman, when you read... Well, he's ha- he's had two solo books. They don't last. The readership is crap. Because one thing when you did that with Iceman, a character that's been around since the 60s, it stops being Iceman and people stop being fans of it because it's not the character that but they like anymore. It's like the, two, it's like the two Panther runs I collected that Marvel 
basically torpedoed the same way. Yeah. Well, we're going to take T'Challa out. We're going to make Casper Cole Black Panther. Well, nobody wants to read that because T'Challa is Black Panther. T'Challa yeah. is the character we showed up for. He ain't in the book. I ain't reading it. Yep. And then they did with the sister the second time. Sherry could be a neat enough character on her own if you let her be her own character. When you try to make her Black Panther, no, she's not. T'Challa is Black Panther. Same thing with Steve. It's the same thing with all the knockoffs. Yeah, that that's that's and that's the trick is it's you know in the zeitgeist these characters are these characters. Mm-hmm. Bruce Wayne's Batman. I don't care if you. Well, he's a rich white guy. It's tough. It's, it's, it's who he is. That's who he is. That's how he works. Mm-hmm. If you stick somebody else in there, you get whether it's a black guy or whether it's John Paul Valley. Hell, really, whether it's Dick Grayson knockoff. Oh, Dick's Dick's running around with Batman. That's neat when Bruce comes back. The only character I can think of off the top of my head they really did that with, and it worked, was Wally West. They eventually brought Barry back, but that wasn't a fan base something. That was one effing writer that wanted to bring Barry back. But see, the reason that worked was uh, Barry died at Crisis. He sacrificed himself. And the fact that they left him dead. And they left him dead. For and you had had Wally as his kind of stand-in son for years, decades by that point. So it, it, it meshed very organically. And when he took up the band, he still had to prove himself to a lot of people. Oh, yeah. The reason why that tends to work in D.C. is because D.C. set themselves up to have legacy characters. In other words, you had the Golden Age Green Lantern. You had That's the true. Age Green Lantern. So, you had already kind of done so that in the 60s. So. Kyle Rayner comes along, eh, it's just the new age. It's, it's that person's turn. That's fine. Marvel don't do that. Marvel ain't set up for legacy characters. Marvel's got their, got their unwritten 10-year rule. Yeah. Marvel's thing is, when that happens, is the character ain't dead. An old version of him is running around, or you know, a hologram of him is running around, or an unworthy version of him is running around, or a depowered version. Yeah, it don't work. Or, and like I said, Iceman, hell, they took him and completely changed his character. You know, he went from straight to gas queen. It's like, where the hell that shit come from? Oh, this shit ain't like I hate and then they wonder why, well, why is it rebooted? It's because the people are homophobic. No, it's because it ain't the character no more. If I show up for Cherry Coke and you give me, you know. That orange cream stuff you got. This there. orange cream crap. Yeah, I'm not drinking this shit anymore. It's not what I wanted. The flavor is different. It's not what I, that's not what I like about Coca-Cola. You know, all these characters change like, over time. When you do a massive change in somebody's personality all at once, it's jarring. And it is. It's no different than hell. If you had a straight midnighter, a straight midnighter don't work. Just don't. It's not midnighter. That's mm-hmm. Batman. It's, you have you have warped the character. Yeah, it's not them anymore. And people seem content with crap. Well, well, at least they give crap lip service. Oh, everybody loves Jane Foster because we got a goddess of thunder, and she's actually Thor. She's not like these others. She she's Thor. And, if you, and, they and get the readership goes, but they get their little blurbs on TV and stuff, which is. But then they, but then they fight for it because the little their little feminist thing is they can't accept that because even though Thor Odinson is back being quote unquote Thor, he's still unworthy. Mm-hmm. He's got knockoff hammers in his book and in the Avengers, you know. He, he can't lift the little chip of Mjolnir that they have left. It's still damn near impossibly heavy for him. Dude, do what, do what brought you to the dance. Dance with the person that brought you to the dance. 
can't do that, you know, screw it. So what else we got? Well, I think that was all we had for today. So that's been our show. I've been CDL113. Been the newsy, turkey. The experience that some call Jason. Yeah, I'm still just off. Peace. We're out. <laughs>